Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. She had the frizzy hair and the wild eyes of the lunatic. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. Ah, uh, C. Yo, 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 it's a dimly lit room on a Friday. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. Two weeks from Black Friday. Uh, two weeks from uh, eating leftovers. Anyway, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Did you, of all people, just bring up Black Friday? I did. What the hell? The world is off the rails. Uh, our general manager, I'm going to go with uh, Tiger Woods. Playing quite nicely in the Masters Golf Tournament, which is a uh, golf tournament. It's Masters time of year? No, well, yes, because they couldn't have it in the spring. Oh, okay. They figured out how to you know keep the uh, the fellows uh, safe from the COVID, and they're having it right now. Are there crazy? Pe- are there people watching? No, no fans. Well, there are a handful of people there, like members of the club and people's dads, but it's a very, very small number. The the answer is essentially no. Okay, but a guy will sink a putt, and you'll hear like two people going like this, mm-hmm. and he'll wave to him. But it's, if you're a golf fan and a sports fan, it's just nice to have a little normalcy. Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah, to see if, it, if anybody watches. U.S. Open had the lowest ratings it ever had. NBA Finals, Hockey, World Series, all had the lowest ratings they've ever had. Mm. It'll be interesting to see if anybody watches. I'm not exactly sure what's driving that phenomenon. Um, but it's Ennui. Uh, I have uh, two or three segments prepared analyzing the way the course looks in November. Oh, boy. Compared to April, also turf conditions. Uh, and 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 that's that, that's the broad strokes. I'm going to get pretty granular. So nobody might watch, but you will have in depth coverage. Yes, we do have Whole Foods who is eleventh tee looks terrible. Whole Foods who wants to save Thanksgiving disasters with a new turkey insurance plan that they're offering. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I think it's a good idea. I saw a color picture of on my big TV of the Arby's turkey pillow. I, I guffawed. <laughs> Having already heard about it and seen a, a picture in a the newspaper, whatever it was, it was somebody laying on the couch with that thing around their head. <laughs> Looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, they're completely sold out, though. you got to go on eBay and pay $800. Uh, so overnight, as Arizona officially went for uh, Biden. So they finally made their announcement in Arizona. Not that there was any doubt at this point, I don't think. Well, yeah, there there is doubt among the... <sighs> The pandering media and and people who listen to that, which includes a lot of the good folks listening to this show, which I understand. Uh, But, yeah, there are absolutely still outlets claiming that uh, secret software switched 200,000 votes. People send it along to us, say, why are you idiots not talking about this? And, you know, I feel kind of bad about it. The world's complicated enough without people trying to, you know, jerk you. Yeah. Um, I'm getting more concerned about the incoming Biden administration. That's funny. Me too. And I'm yep. I'm not sure how much it has to do with Joe Biden. I I, I wonder if the narrative is going to emerge that he's, you know, just kind of barely aware of what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. But even at his sharpest, though, he's not a, 
How do I put this? Because it's not necessarily a bad quality. He's the person at the party everyone likes. But when the poo hits the fan, he's not the guy who's going to you know, uh, take control. He's not going to take the helm and, and guide the ship through the, uh, the stormy sea. Evidently, there's a fan on this ship that Pooh gets thrown at. My metaphor is getting a little complicated, but uh, <laughs> he's not a, this is what I believe, this is what we're going to do guy. He's never been that, really. Um, for instance, uh, Politico had an article, we'll read from a little bit later, about how kind of thought, you know, he would actually, you know, have a press conference and start answering questions once he was elected. We understand what the, you know, the strategy was during the election, okay? Uh, I think it's still crazy that the media let a candidate get away with that, but they did. But now, as president, as Politico, which is not you know a right wing outlet, is calling out saying, "So, are you going to ever answer any questions or tell us what's going on or whatever? Or is this going to continue?" And then yesterday, Jake Tapper was pressing uh, Biden's uh, one of Biden's officials on the whole. You know, you talked about locking down the whole country, and you just put this guy in charge of the coronavirus who's in favor of lockdowns. Is that what you're going to do? And they just would not answer the question. There are things that Joe Biden has put forward, and that is what he's focused on. Well, that doesn't answer my question, Jake Tapper said. What does that mean? Um, but so they just wouldn't say. There's wow. a whole bunch of stuff. I just I don't know where we're going on on these things. That's funny. There's a great book into that, and that's uh, Kaylee McEnany was on Fox News yesterday, and uh, I think we actually have that tape. Uh, in which she's asked a question. She said, "Well, that, that question would probably be better addressed to the White House." And she's the White House press secretary. That's what we were doing. <laughs> but I think she That's was who you are. <laughs> but I think she was on Fox News as one of her other titles or something. Mm, right? That's what they're saying now. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. To, to finish my thought, because I kind of trailed off. I believe Joe Biden will be influenced not just by, you know, the AOC Kamala Harris crowd, but. Uh, lobbyists and staffers and I just a combination of his nature as a human being and his age. I think he's really going to be a pushover. Yeah, we will. Uh, we will watch for it as up. long as it lasts. But one more thought to further uh, uh, muddy the waters. There's part of me that thinks, OK, if the people around him think he needs to be completely shielded from the press and the rest of it. For national security reasons, I'm thinking maybe go ahead and shield him. Oh, this will work itself out. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, More on all that later. And what Politico said about, hey, you ever going to talk to us? Um, And a bunch of other things on a Friday for crying out loud. Yeah, come on now. There are turkey insurance plans about. We need to look into these. What's the the deductible? Is it? And if I make a claim, are you going to drop my insurance? My first claim. Yeah, probably. Because that's the way it's been working. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm very good. Something a little lighthearted here. Um, in my neighborhood, anyway, this year, it seems like everybody is decorating for Christmas really early. Huh. I mean, like start before November 1st. I mean, Christmas lights are getting up. I see, you know, just Christmas decorations. I don't know if it's it just... It doesn't seem like Christmas light time to me. No, but I was just wondering, is this... A common thing this year where people are just looking for something the stuff pleasant. Is, the stuff is certainly in the store earlier, and I, I'm not. I, uh, I think there was the concern that uh, Halloween wasn't going to be normal because of the the COVID. 
I think they were hoping that everything would be back to normal by Christmas. It's looking like it's going the other direction. We might be as shut down as we've been over Christmas. I just thought maybe people were looking for something joyful. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, something a little fun, a little spirit lifting, something, anything, whether it comes out of a bottle or it's, you know, extra Christmas lights. The Macy's Thanksgiving Parade and all your usual sort of things are uh, virtual this year. Whatever that means. This virtual parade couldn't be any more boring than your regular parade. Here's Al Roker with the star of a new TV series you've never heard of. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they can do that virtual, I suppose. There's uh, Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It was on uh, this day in history, uh, November the 13th. Oh, Friday the ter- 13th, by the way, everybody. Ooh. Ooh. That, uh, Wait a second. I'm trying to remember. Am I completely stupid? No, I'm not. Am I a child or a stupid person? <laughs> right? You were a child. <laughs> um, today in 1940, the uh, the Disney animated movie Fantasia premiered, which features one of the most earwormy uh, pieces of music that I've ever heard. And uh, I was delighted the first time I heard it, as I was when I heard it again today. Uh, the initial release of Fantasia was initially a flop. Uh, it was did not really get any sort of traction until it was released later in 1967. But it was when people f- had found marijuana. <laughs> you think that made the difference? <laughs> it's, uh, it explains a lot. Uh, it, but it was the film that introduced stereophonic sound to motion pictures. Interesting. Film history there. I see. I got another well, what's one. What's the name of that? The Night on Witch Mountain. Is that the name of that piece of music? Uh, I, the the actual piece in Fantasia is called The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I don't know uh, mm. the the that, and I think the song was actually made to fit the animation. I'm not sure. Mm. Here's here's another one. Uh, what I was talking about. This one's from the New York Times. And what is Biden up to in a variety of these things? And man, that's starting to worry me. Biden's education department will rapidly reverse era, Trump era politics. Uh, Biden has presented an education agenda that is starkly different from that of the previous administration. We'll dig into that coming up in a little bit. Oh, good. Guarantee critical race theory is coming back to schools and government agencies. Absolutely. Uh, Indoctrinating your kids. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on its Friday, November 13th, the year 2020. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. Let's begin then officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Santa Cruz County Sheriff's deputies are looking for your help to find Bigfoot. If you have any information on Bigfoot's whereabouts, you're asked to call the Santa Cruz County Sheriff's Office. So a statue of Bigfoot was stolen? I heard a couple of morning disc jockeys talking about this. So Is that what happened? I, I have the, not the slightest idea. Yeah. I'm not working the fictional beast desk. At the I know, Bigfoot Museum. I know exactly what I heard on that. Okay, the Bigfoot Museum. <laughs> Somebody stole the Bigfoot statue or... or, or Why, you got to be a fun suck. Listen to you. Sucking fun and such. You want people running around all day long thinking Bigfoot has been captured or sure. is on the loose? Yes, attempting to tackle every big hairy guy they see around Santa Cruz, which is a lot of them. <laughs> hey, mail- beautiful hair. Uh, How yeah. does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Plus, we have clips of the week coming If up. Joe can remember, we have clips of the week coming Probably up. not. He's missed three weeks in a row. Huh? A little Biden-esque. We had a listener say, Joe, please get it right this week, because I find the buzzer triggering. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
boy. And there's quite a bit to talk about today. Let's say you get Bigfoot running around. Bigfoot's running around. Menacing. Men, women, and children alike. Uh, New York Times out with an article saying, you know, the science seems to indicate that you can have schools open uh, safely. Um, We know. Where was that article before the election? But anyway, now that the New York Times is on board and everybody else, why is your local school closed? My local school is still closed. Yeah. Explain yourself. Yeah, no freaking kidding. Man, I'm getting militant on this topic, and I don't even have little kids anymore. Uh, Stay tuned for that. I will tell you that... Mailbag uh, contains my favorite new word. I've learned a new word today, and I already knew like 30, so that's very exciting. But right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cal Clips of the Week. you got to find a way to find joy in your existence in spite of that feeling. And what that did is took the shared reality we have, put it through a paper shredder, and gave each of us a micro-reality. Oregon decriminalized coke, meth, ecstasy, and heroin. And experts say this is a major win for Charlie Sheen's cargo shorts. There's a daily cash prize of $1,000 and... Companies like Virgin envision the Hyperloop tubes connecting cities, allowing travel travelers to reach their destinations at a projected 600 miles an hour. Do you have any McPlants left? Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I mean, why are you the head of the FBI? We can go get the greeter at Walmart to not know that. Why the f*** is Lady Gaga or any of these f- people, why are they there? Madam President, the Chinese elegant wishes to recommend to the U.S. Uh, one, root out the systematic racism addressed widespread police brutality. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer lost his sense of taste and smell. Grandma got corona from a reindeer. Fauci the Snowman. And the instant classic... I can't smell, I can't smell, my sense has gone away. Cow, I would like to slap on the hindquarters and send back into the barn. You didn't like that, Cow? I didn't like the week. (laughs) Oh, gotcha, I understand. It's not Cow's fault. It's the week it chronicled. Mailbag. Your freedom-loving quote of the day from Aldous Huxley. Uh, I, I like it very much, and it contains our new word of the day, canalized. Canalized. To canalize something is to convert a river into a navigable canal, or convey something through a duct or channel. And Huxley uses it to mean... Making sure everybody thinks the same thing. Oh, gotcha. The old idea that words possess magical powers is false, but its falsity is the distortion of a very important truth. Words do have a magical effect, not in the way that magicians supposed, but on the objects they were trying to influence. Words are magical in the way they affect the minds of those who use them. A mere matter of words, we say contemptuously, forgetting that words have the power to mold people's thinking, to canalize their feeling. To direct their willing and acting. Conduct and character are largely determined by the nature of the words we currently use to discuss ourselves and the world around us. Think about that. Next time you hear somebody, almost always a progressive, redefining a word you've known the meaning of your whole life. Wait a minute. Why are they using that word that way? That's odd. Well, it's more than odd. It's deliberate. Moving along. 
Note from uh, Texas, uh, Kevin the Faggy Texas Marine, uh, who was catching up on shows via the podcast, heard our Veterans Day show and enjoyed it. Thank you, Kevin. That means a lot. And he sent along a link uh, specifically for your brother, Jack, uh, but for any vets. Uh, it, it is a combat veteran-oriented humor YouTube thing. And just as a guy from a military family who knows plenty of vets, I had tears coming out of my eyes. I was laughing so hard. Hmm. It's brilliant. Um, and we're going to post it for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, Hanson's working on it. Um, but so, uh, you know, cool. if you served particularly in combat or knew those who did, I think you'll really, really enjoy that. And uh, happy belated uh, birthday to the Marine Corps, which was uh, their 245th birthday was a couple of days ago. Moving along. Uh, the secret solution to what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? Because somebody, anything's fine, and then that person objects to your first four choices. This is brilliant. Put on your biggest I have a surprise grin when the topic comes up, and when they ask, what do you want to do? For, what are we going to do for dinner tonight? You respond, oh, I already picked a perfect place, but it's a surprise. They will get excited. And when they ask where, you say guess. Their first guess is where you go. <laughs> Oh, Matt, you're a genius. That is good. You need to consult me on all things. <gasps> is it Cheesecake Factory? You got it. You, you, you nailed it. First guess. Is this what relationships are? You have to play this <laughs> mental three-shell, three-card Monty game to figure out where you want to eat for dinner? So yes. you get ten minutes so you can get back and watch oh the Masters. Gosh. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Organizers announced yesterday they'd selected the 2020 Rockefeller Center Christmas tree, a 75-foot-tall, 11-ton Norway spruce from Oneon to New York. Of course, because of COVID, it's going to work from home. Hey, I wasn't paying attention. Was that funny? Um, more on the coronavirus in a second. I mentioned this eh, not earlier. Really. Not, not really. really. I mentioned uh, earlier, Ryan Lizza of Politico, no right winger, uh, tweeted yesterday, discouraging signs about the Biden team and press access so far. No regular transition briefings, no readouts of calls with foreign leaders, um, no open press access to the candidate and his, and his people. This is a break with tradition. This would be a mainstream media story if it were Trump. Absolutely. Oh, it would be enormous. Trump, of course, was the opposite. He had, like, three press conferences a day, and were an hour long, and he would go until everybody's asked three questions. But this is a break with tradition, says Ryan Lizzo Politico. The fact that he is not updating people, taking questions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, anyway, keep an eye on that. Uh, or maybe he's just going to continue that in the way that he's, you know, stayed in the bunker his whole uh, campaign. Well, it's absolutely going to be an adjustment from the Trump era where he would address the press on a near daily basis. Every time he, he left in Marine One or whatever, he'd, he'd stop and answer questions and, for 10, 20 minutes. And often to his detriment. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Stepping all over his message. But having said that, it, it's going to be a pullback. It absolutely is. Um, but I have a really strong feeling they're in full protective mode of Biden and it will never stop. Well, they clearly are, at yeah. least so far. 
I mean, I'm not up on what the tradition is, but Ryan Lizza is, and he says this is not the way former presidents have done it. Um, While I'm at Politico, I'll just hit you with this also tweet out of Politico. Nancy Pelosi is going to preside over one of the slimmest House majorities in decades, a fractured group that is still processing who's to blame and how to move forward. So as Joe was pointing out yesterday, they've got uh, serious problems with, uh, are you going the woke direction? Are you going to tell the woke to take a nap? Like... uh, uh, James Carville said, and it's a very slim majority. So you have a few peel off on any given thing, and you uh, you don't win that. So. They're screwed. You know, we never really did drill down on this yesterday, but I I believe there is a civil war a brewing in the Democratic Party. They're they're going to be at each other's throats, and quickly. Um. I mean, if big, bad daddy Trump was preventing their glorious progressive schemes in the past, and now they got their guy in the White House, the, the nut job, uh, you know, like your, your squad and those people, they're not going to accept being told to sit down and shut up. So we're in a bad place with the coronavirus. 163 new cases yesterday. The case number is up 72% for 163,000, probably? Or Did I not say that? You just said 163. 163,000. That would be remarkably good news. Yeah, it would be yeah. good news. Yeah. 163,000. Less good. The 14-day yeah. rolling average of number of cases were up 72%. That's amazing. The deaths were up 33%. For okay. a 14-day rolling average. That's, that's the stat I want to know. That and the, hospitalizations is harder to track, but dead people is dead people. Yeah, so that's not good. But anyway, here's back-to-back articles in the New York Times that I find interesting. Art, I mean, these are side-by-side online. I bet they didn't do this on purpose because you certainly would try to avoid it. Uh, science increasingly suggests classrooms can be kept open safely. That article in the New York Times, and glad the New York Times is on board. Now that all the science, uh, there's enough science out there to definitively say that. Try to figure out why your local school is closed now. Uh, Well, I've heard the argument over and over again. I'll share it with you now. Yes, we're in favor of uh, opening the schools, but only when we can do it safely. That's all they say. Yeah. And then the moronic news people never press them on that. They also point out in this New York Times article, Europe keeps schools open, not restaurants. The U.S. has other ideas. Science increasingly suggests classrooms can be kept open safely, but dining rooms pose a different problem. Fine. But, you know, let's schools are the essentialist of essential functioning bodies. Keep them open. But anyway, so the back-to-back articles are science suggests schools can be kept open, followed by um, the incoming Biden administration's uh, view of schooling, and their headline being, the Biden administration is beginning with a far more cautious approach to school reopenings. So your back-to-back articles are science shows you can reopen safely, followed by Biden is going to be very slow to open schools. Right, right. Now, I wish, well, he's not going to answer any questions today, but this is the sort of thing, you know, a curious media looking out for you would be up his uh, old man pants about. Agreed 100%. Ex- explain this. The science is in now. I get, you know, back in April when we had no idea, but now we do have an idea. We got plenty of data. They've opened schools in a whole bunch of different places. Europe agrees. Why aren't we opening schools? Why are you going the other direction? But the media, the incurious media is not going to do that. And it's worse than that because the Biden administration at the bidding of the teachers unions will be hell on private schools, on school choice, on charter schools. Uh, And those are the schools right now that are open. 
They're operating. Everybody's fine, and they're teaching the kids. And there's going to be a crackdown on that. There shouldn't. There should be perhaps a federal Department of Education should be a very small organization that tracks educational statistics and is a resource when schools need it. The idea that the federal government should be running education is is horrific. It's terrible. It's crazy. Um, but Look me, out for people's civil rights, maybe. That'd I'm, be fine. But I'm happy to see the New York Times saying this. The president-elect's closeness with the powerful teachers' unions has raised concerns. The New York Times is saying that? Yep. Oh, my God, honesty. Well, they printed an article saying schools should be open. Unions have come under fire from parents and school leaders who say their opposition to in-person instruction conflicts with science and students' well-being. Ms. DeVos, that's the current uh, Trump era education secretary has seized on the tension posting a series of articles on twitter that have questioned the union's roles when unions win kids lose she said last week um new york times pointing that out hey you're in conflict with the science there right old joe biden right the new york times and i'll tell you this uh, and i've said this many times i love teachers generally speaking i can't stand the teachers unions never fall again for the lie that the teachers unions are out for your to look out for your kids it's ridiculous it's it's worse than wrong it's the opposite in this case don't give a damn about your kids and their education and their mental health and the rest of it and i am concerned about teachers health of course but all there's so much data in schools are not super spreaders Uh, this is all wrong yes i should be back in school agreed We'll have more on that later. This is important. How do you pronounce uh, this article says um, pie season is underway? I wasn't aware of that. Ooh. Uh, but I am is that uh, on ESPN. I am in, I'm looking to be heavily involved in oh, pie season. Man. Oh, man. When, when referring to a pie, how do you pronounce the word spelled P-E-C-A-N? P-E-C-A-N. How do you say it? I say pecan. We have three different pronunciations. Yeah. There are three different ways to say it according to the dictionary. Sean has those for us. Here we pecan. go. Okay. Pecan. Pecan. So I'm I'm number one. I'm number one. So what did you well, say? I could put Pe- those in any order, Joe. It's not a value <laughs> judgment. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> uh, so how do you say it again? Pecan. Pecan. Pecan, yeah. So this one. I, I pecan. I think, like most people, I say it the way they said it around me as I was growing up. Well, of course. Yeah. I think I say pecan. I think I say pecan pie. Pecan. I oh. definitely don't say that, and I'm not talking to you if you do. Oh. Pecan. We can't be friends. Pe- no, we cannot be friends. I'd like to stuff a pecan right up your nose. Pecan. 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 If you yeah, ask that. me, pecan. If, if you yeah. ask me if I want a piece of your pecan, 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 I would say, ah, la, la, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear any real words until you actually say it correctly. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a sensible uh, stance. Uh, oh, that reminds me. National news media. And some of you listen. We appreciate it. Nevada. Nevada. Colorado. And Oregon. Pecan. I, I, <laughs> I heard a loud, proud Oregon yesterday. Bill Maher says Oregon a little bit. I say Oregon. Oh, Do I say Oregon? It. I don't even know what I say. Oregon. I guess See, I say now Oregon. you're thinking about it, so it's helpless. You I guess I say Oregon. <laughs> a, I you say almost Oregon. got me with the pecan thing. I started thinking, I don't know. How do I say it? Um, back to pecan. Yes. It's a deli- I love pecan pie so much. The emphasis on the con, pecan, that's yes. which is the way I say it. Uh, that's 51% of America. Pecan. No, not that one. 
Pecan is 48% of America. Really? Well, it's very close. It's 52 to 48. Boy, it's like the recent presidential election. Yeah, it really is. And the votes are still out. And Pecan. I, I heard there's cheating in Philadelphia. <laughs> How, what percentage say that, that that last one? That wasn't even a uh, a part of the survey. No. This was just the, the, the dictionary has these three different pronunciations of it. But it, got, it, it was third party. This I'll was tell you Judge what, Jorgensen. Those of you who say it that way, you got a lot of stuffed animals in the back of your car, I can tell. Pecan. In the back window of your car, full of stuffed animals. Pecan. There's no need to get personal. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I was brought up by uh, a, a woman with an English degree um, and a, a dad who was in the uh, school textbook industry. And um, so, you know, proper English was a thing in our home. But I've come to love regionalisms, the regional dialects of America, especially as I've moved around the country and just just the cultural differences. It's such a cool country. And I wish people would spend less time hating on each other and more time appreciating each other. Kumbaya. Happy Friday. Yeah, look at Joe. I just, Bringing us on. all together. Come on. Get to the United States. Our greatest strength is not diversity. Our greatest strength is unity. Don't forget it. I'm with you. Bunch of pecan eaters. Um, pecan. <laughs> don't say it like that. What, what is wrong with you? Uh, if you know anything about any of these things, by the way, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Feel free to, to weigh in. The fact that Biden is breaking norms by not talking to the media and the lefty media is starting to call him out, I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, I, I think it's healthy. I, I hope they find their sack now that the Democrat <laughs> is in the, the White House. Wow, that's an expression. Find your sack. <laughs> that's a little blunt, I admit. <laughs> Due diligence, find your sack. Well, they Either laid one. down and showed their bellies like freaking dogs when Obama was in the White House. Oh, rub my belly. Oh, rub my belly. We love you so much, President Obama. It was embarrassing. Probably have a bunch of stuffed animals in the back window of their car. Probably that so. kind of person. Right. Armstrong and Getty. Show. So, uh, Biden's uh, new chief of staff, How? what he said about their handling of the swine flu, where was this during the uh, election? Uh, we'll get to that coming up next hour, probably, but it's something. Um, on a completely different sort of topic, which is probably more relatable to your life, as we're headed into, um, uh, you know, Christmas season, and I know... My mom was sending out emails saying, you know, what do the boys want for Christmas this year and sort of stuff like that. And Jesus, is it time for that already? Well, it absolutely is. Kind of snuck up on me with the election and the COVID and everything like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, kind of thinking about, like, getting into the new world of video games and stuff like that. But I saw this headline that you can't, that there's a PS5 now and an Xbox 900 or something, and you can't get them already. And it's not even Thanksgiving yet. What do you know about this? Well, I know you were looking for one, Michael. Yeah, we're looking for the Xbox Series X for a nephew. And you can't find one? The whole family's searching. They're sold out. We're finding some on eBay for like over $1,000 Oh, it's one of those deals. So they're so sold out that people who have them are trying to profit from them. Like the the early pre-orders just launched. 
uh, or just started getting received. So I believe there is a bit of a uh, a shortage of supply on that. But I don't think this will continue to be a thing as you get closer to Christmas. Would uh, what would the move be since we'd just be getting into it? Would p- buying a PS4 be a reasonable option instead of going PS5 for? Um, or is that no, just stupid? Not really. No, okay. uh, but Got for it. your kids and your age, I think the Nintendo Switch is everything you need. Okay, good. Done. Um, Wash my hands of that. There you yeah. go. You'll be upgrading soon enough. Yeah, yeah. And these things are not cheap. These are these are much closer to computers than like a Nintendo machine mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, my 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 personal PS4 has become essentially my uh, portal to streaming devices. I use that to turn my TV into a smart TV. That's where I get like my Netflix and everything through that. Hmm. I don't even really use it that much for video games. Man, anymore. when we got into Nintendo last year and then starting the games, it was amazing to me. Like you couldn't find a Nintendo Switch in the country. Of course, this is the mid in the middle of a pandemic. And, but that was three years after or two years after its launch or something like yeah. that. A little bit different wow. of a uh, launch day kind of. It's a it's a unique thing. They they tend not to over supply these things early on. I guess. Of course, but, I don't know. I don't know a kid that doesn't have one. It's like part of being a kid now, apparently. You can find a ball and a glove on the shelves, Jack. Yes, you can. Mm. Huh? Hey, Sean, when you say they're more expensive, how how expensive? Um, I was the looking. F- I was looking for a uh, a range on it, but I, I think starting at five hundred for like the basic model. Yeah, wow. of it. Ooh. Woof. Um, PS five. Boy, that's a pretty. Remember in the old days when the hot uh, item that was sold out would be something that was like you know tickle me Elmo. What did that cost? Twelve dollars, <laughs> and you couldn't find one in the country. Not sold out of. That's how difficult these economic times are. You can't find a one thousand uh, dollar toy for your kid right. anywhere in the country because they're sold out. That's interesting. PlayStation starts around four hundred. The Xbox seems to start around five hundred. Uh, yeah, that, that 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 I'd like to hear an economist talk about that. When the sold-out toy, you can't make them fast enough to get them into people's hands, is a $500 item for your children. I also believe there's a lot of parents who are my age who grew up with always having the latest console, using their kids as a reason to, mm-hmm. no, 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 honey, we got to get the, right? So, so the parents who are much more willing and uh, digital natives, kind of my age and younger, this, this doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Just admit, because they've always had Got to admit, if I could buy something for the kids that was kind of expensive, but also I would really enjoy it. It would make a big difference in my decision-making. Once they go to bed, I can use it? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't play the video factors games. in. Yeah, be all right. <laughs> and anyway. the games you do play, you don't need a $500 Xbox to play. The, uh, the Galaga is just as good on your smartphone. I'm a generally, I'm out if I find out something's sold out. Even back when they were little and it was Tickle Me Elmo sort of stuff. Just if that's the hot thing and you can't find it, then I'm not going to look. That's fine. We'll get other stuff. I don't, I don't need, I don't to need the stress. I, I, I would encourage patience and not jumping on the eBay craze no, markup of God, double it. what the retail price is or whatever. There, there's still plenty of time before Christmas. Now, I don't want to be conspiracy guy, but I'm pretty convinced that the such and such is sold out is an intentional marketing thing. Yeah, similar to like scary they movies. They choke the, uh, the supply. Where they have the, oh, well, so-and-so got taken to the hospital because of this movie was so scary. <laughs> there, there's, they, the companies People are very, with epilepsy are being warned not to attend. Yeah, very good at uh, disguising news as advertising. There is one of those today. Cardi, There's a new Cardi B video out, and she's got a new line of shoes, apparently. Uh, oh, the, the commercial where she posed as a Hindu god or something right, like that. Right, and, and it was on the news 
news yeah. as I was driving in. controversial. Right. I was on the news as I was driving in. Uh, various groups are accusing her of, uh, what are they? What's Cultural that? appropriation. Cultural appropriation. And uh, Hindu gods don't actually wear shoes and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay, nice job by Cardi B's people to uh-huh. get this into the newscast so that I now know she's got a new shoe line over Le- supposed controversy. Leading us around like hogs with a ring through our nose. <laughs> Us being the media. That'd be a smart thing to do, though. If you got enough Tickle Me Elmos for every kid in America, why would you announce that? Look, they're everywhere. They're going to be everywhere. You're going to be walking knee-deep in Tickle Me Elmos, all right? So you can pick one anywhere, so no hurry. Yeah. Or, or do you, you know, you dole them out a little at a time in certain areas? You create scarcity. Call a stupid local news station economic. that doesn't know any better. Say, Listen. All of them. <laughs> and have them put on the news, you can't find one anywhere. Then you unleash the warehouses two weeks before Christmas and make a mint. Exactly. And then you're diving into piles of money like uh, McScrooge. Scro- <laughs> Scrooge McDuck, close. <laughs> McScrooge. That's a new, that's with the McRib. Comes with the McRib, the McScrooge. It's a duck. Pre- Preston, it's congealed meat sh- pressed into the shape of a duck. That's what the McScrooge is. a sick enough. That sounds just <laughs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. Uh, speaking of, uh, in nearly impossible economic times, the $1,000 toy selling out, an historian has cooked up a theory of when societies decay and turn and, and, and uh, uh, turn to infighting and violence and crime and the rest of it. He correctly predicted our current period. A decade ago. Mm. And his his, uh, his explanation, I think, is really, really interesting. This is Nostradamus? Yes, exactly. You nailed it. That's right. No, if you're at all interested in the tides of history and civilizations and the rest of it, I think you'll enjoy this. Stay tuned if you can. Armstrong and Getty.